five, four, three, two, one. Um, <clears throat> hello all. It's been a while, but um, I just want to talk about a few things today. So, first of all, um, before this, you know, Ontario was on lockdown for basically 13 months. And now that the province has opened up, like, maybe like three weeks ago, it also meant that our movie theaters opened up again. So, last week, my girlfriend, me, and her friend went and saw Escape Room 2. Now, I didn't see Escape Room 1, but uh, I was getting my hair cut, and my friend was telling me, oh, Escape Room 1 was pretty lit, so he was going to watch Escape Room 2, so I was kind of interested. So we went and saw Escape Room 2. And now, like, at the beginning of Escape Room 1, um, I'm sorry, at the beginning of the movie, it kind of recaps everything that happens in Escape, in Escape Room 1. So, you know, basically, kind of, this whole government conglomerate of evil, richest people in the world make people, uh, try and do an escape room and if they don't they die you know the last one standing wins which is like i don't know kind of reminds me of like i think it's this old movie deadliest the deadliest catch or something you know where or like it might be a book but i'm pretty sure everyone's heard of it where like uh you know all these rich people take like vagrants or homeless people on, on an island and they hunt them because they're rich and they have all the money and power so I was like, okay, so they're just trying to fight against an evil force. And then, you know, of course, the main character, she sees patterns. Because she's like, oh, all of, all of this is telling a story. And then me not watching Escape Room 1, I wasn't, I was like, what are you talking about? But my myself, you know, when I'm watching something, I like try to figure it out too. So I was wondering, what is, you know, the theme? And then around the time, like, they were in, like, the beach area, I was like, wow, why do I, and, like, there was a redhead, I'm like, why do I kind of feel like it's somehow connected to the redhead? Because, like, at the beginning of the movie, she talks about her daughter, and then when she's even seeing a therapist at the beginning, she's like, oh, what would it take for you to think that this is all over? Which is an amazing meta, because of, like, the ending, because... I didn't foresee her like winning winning at the end but the way how they did it it was like really cool like at the beginning I was kind of suspicious when like the therapist is like this is a clue this is a clue and this is a clue but then I'm like okay maybe I'm just reading a little bit too into it but at the end once they think that they have won and also like the other girl the girl that doesn't feel pain and then the other like the black girl in the acid room i feel like they're not really dead because like if you didn't see it it didn't happen which is kind of believe me too like even when the friend like fell in the sandpit i'm like well i didn't see him die so i'm not sure if he's dead the priest probably dead but i don't know um if you know if all the people because like they all kind of died off screen like the 
priest died off screen and then the the other redhead and the black girl died off screen so like i wonder if they're actually dead you know what i mean but we'll see that but then at the end it was really cool how like basically everything that she said for her to believe that it's all over and to get on a plane she would have to think that all of them are caught the police is doing something to shut it down blah 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 and then it all comes back to that and now she has to make her own escape room which i'm assuming is going to be the third movie and maybe at that time she'll actually win she'll make an escape room and actually get them caught maybe not this was and it was really cool considering not seeing the first movie i was like wow this could be like a long-running series like multiple movies you know because i i feel like you could keep making this and then they're never getting caught because the main villain are these out of sight out of mind people who own everything in the world so they have the money they can get away with it you know what i'm saying so there's that um i would recommend well first of all i should watch the first one because even though i kind of know how it ends i still want to see how it went but um if you're going to the movie theaters and you see escape room 2 and you're thinking about if you should watch it or not it's it's a good one it's like not like 10 out of 10 but it's definitely it's very watchable and i'd watch it again it was very cool i give it a seven or eight um now there's something else i wanted to briefly talk about which um kind of bothers me because uh you see there's this whole drama that happened this week because Simone Biles dropped out of the Olympics group stage competition and um, everyone is blasting her saying she's selfish and well obviously not everyone but you know when you go on the internet you always see the negative parts and of course you know my favorite thing to do when some stupid shit is going on is to see what um, the onion is trying to say and of course the onion says conservatives blast Simone Biles for robbing them of the opportunity to criticize her win so like I was I tweeted this and I really believe it's true that if Simone Biles was not a black woman, the way how people are calling her selfish and everything and all these negative things that people are saying to her, it wouldn't have happened. In the same way, literally, like three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, Shikari Richardson was kicked out and disqualified from the 100 meter dash in the Olympics for testing positive for smoking marijuana. And I don't know which one is the truth, if her mom died a couple weeks before or if she had literally just finished running the race and then she smoked weed and then she had just finished running the race and then someone went and told her that her mom died. So that, But either way, so Shikari Richardson 
disqualified for smoking weed. And then this week, I see these white women saying they're bringing weed to the Olympics. So, of course, anyone with a brain is saying, make it make sense. Why are you telling people rules is rules? Like, you know, you can't smoke weed because, first of all, weed isn't federally legal in America. Like, it's, I think... It might have been legal in the state that she smoked it in, but it's not federally federally legal in America. So, by her smoke testing positive for weed, which I'm pretty sure we can all agree that weed isn't like a performance enhancing drug, and you know she was smoking it like she admits that she made a mistake, sure. But man, her mom just died, and if it's true that she just won the race, and then they told her her mom had just died, so her not knowing her mom died, her winning this decorated thing, and then you just kind of shatter her world in front of her, I would have smoked, you know, it's good thing she only smoked weed, because who knows, she could have went on a binge or something else, because that is terrible news to win. When you are basically got the best news of your life, but you're going to the Olympics, and now you find out your mom's dead. So that is crazy to me. But, yeah. So it's this whole thing again with, like, going back to Naomi Osaka saying she's not doing press conferences anymore because she had just lost and now you're going to sit there and make her not even have time to sit and think about the moment but answer these questions. When, let's be real, a lot of reporters are a little bit disrespectful because they don't really care about how the athlete feels. They're just trying to get their sound bites or headline. And they don't really, really care how the athlete felt, especially the athlete that lost. So the fact that Naomi Osaka is like, nah, and she'll take the fine. And her dropping out of the French Open once again, which undoubtedly kind of made the French Open look worse because... A lot of people are probably only going to watch it for Naomi Osaka or people like Naomi Osaka. And I'm glad like her and other athletes are standing up and saying, nah, I'll take the fine because this is bullshit. Same with Shikari Richardson. She made a mistake, she'll admit it, but come on, smoking weed, that's not going to make her a better runner, if anything. And now, in the same breath as people cursing Shikari Richardson, at the for smoking weed to get into the Olympics, there are these white people who are saying they're bringing weed into the conversation, to the topic of the Olympic Games. So why wasn't, I don't know, if I were them, why wasn't Shikari Richardson brought up? Because if anything, that would have made you look better because if you're going to glorify and say how this drug can help people, why are you not looking at the most? It's literally... There's no way that they made that post and did not hear about Shikari Richardson because I'm pretty sure that was worldwide news. Everyone was talking about it. That should have that would have been a better statement, in my opinion. So, there's that. And now Simone Biles. Um, at first, I saw she was dropping out for mental health reasons. But also, I did see what she did. Like how she didn't stick her landing. So it looked like she kind of hurt herself. But either way... Who are these people who have never made it past their intramural sports team in their small little city saying that she's selfish and 
she's a disgrace and all these things. When Simone Biles is literally like 20, she was 16 decimating Russians and is literally one of the most decorated gymnasts of all time. She has four moves named after her. So I just don't believe it. Like, I don't know if it's... Because what I saw, honestly, was literally just white people. So I don't know if it was black people also blasting her. But like the Onion said, there was a lot of conservatives who were attacking her. But really and truly, like, who are they? These people have never done anything truly important in their life. Like, they are not Olympic-level athletes. So who are they to say? And there's also, like, a tweet that said... She literally beat all the criticisms, um, you know, sexual harassment. So for her to say that what she is going through is too much, it is too much. And I was listening to the, a podcast and they were saying the fact that she said that she's not in the right headspace, that is very important because if she's not in the right headspace, she could break her neck or you know a boat bones in her body if she's not in the right place so the fact that she is able to call it and to be quite frank too i feel like um shouldn't uh teams like this have a backup in case something like that happens like someone gets injured or they can't do it so why didn't the u.s gymnast team have like extras that's just me you know it's like a basketball team or a soccer team. You have extra players or people. Because I'm pretty sure Simone, Simone Biles, like, the whole entire U.S. shouldn't just depend on her for them to win, like, the group stage. And I'm pretty sure more than five people are top Olympic-level athletes that they could have brought just for backup. Like, that's not why people have understudies and stuff like that. So the fact that everyone is kind of putting U.S.'s loss on her is really really stupid and i can't believe that in 2021 we're still having conversations like this um but yeah that's just something i wanted to get off my chest because i was just like wow it's always the people that know the least that have the most to say so thanks for coming to my ted talk but wow shut the fuck up I think it goes without saying, uh, leave Simone Biles, Hikari Richardson alone. And if you're going to have conversations about bringing weed and drugs and stuff, you got to talk about the impact that has destroyed many communities that led them to even stuff like this happening. You know what I mean? I'm, what I said made no sense. Like, it makes more sense in my mind. But basically, leave Simone Biles and Hikari Richardson alone. Let athletes speak for themselves, you know, especially people who aren't athletes, because let's be real, you don't know what's going on in their head, and then you don't know what it's like to live their life, or what if they have gone through, so leave them alone. That's all I have for today. Peace. In five, four, three, two, one. Um... Hello, happy November, and for those still participating, happy No Nut November. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. 
briefly, I don't think I'm going to take super long, but the first thing I wanted to say was obviously about um, Astro, Astroworld Fest in Houston, who now, which now has claimed nine lives with over like 30 injuries and, you know, class action lawsuit is being filed. Um, I think it's crazy to me at least, because uh, Travis Scott, I've always wanted to go to one of his concerts, but um, he's not like one of my top favorite artists. Definitely Rodeo and Birds in the Trap were always playing at parties back in 2016, but I don't know, you like Astroworld even like, I don't, I don't listen, it's not an album that I play frequently or when it comes on, I don't skip some gems there but overall not as good as the other two albums in my opinion and you know so i didn't even know about this festival because i woke up last saturday and then people were saying you could see depravity and the loss of humanity at astro fest and i was just kind of like i read it on twitter and i was kind of just like oh what are people bitching about now but then I just kind of left it, like, whatever. But over this week, man, has it been telling. Like, first of all, I saw this, but I didn't know it was real. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, people are just on meme and just writing stuff. I saw this thing that apparently Travis left his former manager seizuring, like, at L.A. studio. Like, he left them for dead. And apparently, and then I saw or him talking about it, like, yes, it's me. And yes, that story is real. He definitely did leave me for dead. And honestly, there's all these other things where apparently, you know, Travis is on probation for inciting a riot at his concerts. And before the concert even started, um, Houston police were saying, this is not safe. All these crazy things, you know. Um... When I first heard this, I and I was hearing like a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old were dead. I was, to be, in my opinion, really, like, it's sad that they're gone, but wow, why would you take your kid to a festival like that? Like, in my opinion, if I have a kid, like, if it's, if it's not Ariana Grande or one of those, like, kids safe, I wouldn't take them. Like, I, I don't know, because, like as a parent if you actually listen to track like i know i feel like if there were like younger people or like younger people that would ask these parents to go definitely their parents know who they are because you know one he has he has a kid of kylie so you know the kardashians are all over pace and two he had this virtual concert on uh fortnite the parents are like oh we've been to a virtual let's go to a real one but like i don't know like if just from my standpoint, listening to Travis Scott's music, and he doesn't seem like the thing I want to take my young, like, even if he does listen to it, doesn't seem like the thing I'd want to take my young child to, personally. But that's just me. Um, still very sad that, you know, some lives that the 9-year-old or 10-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and countless injuries. Very, very sad. Um, I hope the people that lost their lives may they rest in peace and 
you know, Travis showed his real color, his true colors too, with that like apology video, which is like one thing I've always really hated about celebrities when they do this disingenuous um, video. Because honestly, it'd be better to say like the truth, like I was irresponsible and or my my actions along with others resulted in eight but now nine people dead and over 300 people injured crazy to me but yeah just say that i think it's better than his half-ass apology and you know the like roddy rich was doing more than travis because he took his net proceeds and donated them to the families who lost their stuff and although travis is paying for the funerals and you know therapy for the people that were injured i mean i feel like he was more bullied into doing that or his team probably told him he was doing that versus he actually wanted to do it and like you know also he's out of his bag because the houston rockets canceled the travis scott day um was it gucci i think no one of the one of the luxury or no i think it might have been versace but one of those luxury brands their next um what was it influencer or their next like campaign was Travis Scott and then all these other festivals were supposed to have Travis Scott days or whatever is uh kind of canceling him because they think it's insensitive and also they don't want backlash which is crazy to me because man like that I feel like it's not a debate situation where with both situations they kind of did these things to themselves like i don't think travis is a hundred percent to blame you know because apparently people are getting mad um because apparently people like a girl climbed up on the stage and was telling him oh someone's dying or someone's dead or why didn't the you know the producer the a and r all these people like security and then they weren't letting someone was jumping on top of an ambulance it was all this stuff like the festival goers were rowdy like i saw them beating up a bunch like like one guy or like four guys rushing and beating up one guy it was crazy i don't know what was going on there but the festival goers the the producers and planners travis scott everyone was at fault for what happened and you know it's things like this that you would think in 2021 maybe would have it better especially for a, such a large-scale concert you know not having so many or you know after like a worldwide pandemic to be more precautious and stuff but that it is what it is so i'll leave it at that but yeah i can't believe that's such a crazy like i i don't think i've ever heard of people dying from like an actual artist festival like that before and it wasn't like you know like a terrorist attack with Ariana Grande it was like actually just solely on the irresponsibility of a bunch of parties but uh yeah and for this next segment <clears throat> I wanted to talk about just some things music and of course that is silk sonic and their brand new album that came out 
today, or technically yesterday now, but uh, it's called, as many of you know, An Evening with Silk Sonic. And I have to say this because I haven't said this in a while, but absolutely no skips. Like, Magic Jordan's album came out, like, two weeks ago, and I listened to it. And I enjoyed the album, but it definitely wasn't... I wasn't feeling and I wasn't vibing it the way I was vibing with uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Like, no skips at all. And it, it was a phenomenal album. And anyone that doesn't like the album, either you don't like R&B or this is new taste in music or you're just a straight up hater. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's like a hype thing. Because usually, you know, not all albums are good. You know, like, I'm from Canada or Toronto, and people were saying CLB is better than Donda. And honestly, production-wise, Donda was way better. CLB was kind of all over the place, and I couldn't get the message. But we're not going into that. Both albums were good albums. It's just, you know, the whole Kanye and Drake beef was another thing. Feeling it. But, yeah. And also, I saw recently that uh, judges ruled that Britney Spears' conservativeship is over, which to me is super crazy because um, it's like Obama. Like when Obama was running for president and then, you know, it's the, the first black president. Yes, we can. It seemed like impossible and something that I can never do and through social media and grassroots campaigns it helped him get elected and he got two terms and this free Britney thing has been going on for I think way over 10 years like a very long time and even like Britney posted recently that you know it was her mom's idea and how her mom like while they're demonizing her father and her uncle for everything but her mom was really the one the reason why this happened and like her sister Jamie basically kind of enabled it so that you know she could live her life but take away Britney's and um, I just think it's crazy that this grown-ass woman with two kids and the grandkids don't like their grandfather and I don't know about their grandmother but they definitely don't like their grandfather and you know, they were making millions from this concert, like millions. While Homegirl worked, but she, she couldn't spend her money. I just think that there is no way, like if she really was unstable as they claimed, she should not have had a residency in Vegas and be doing all this work. Like that is crazy to me. She has one little breakdown because literally the world was on top of her head and it the world was in the palm of her hands and then it kind of just all exploded especially when she was so young like yeah but like all these this documentaries and people talking about it and the hashtag and the posts and people you know decoding her messages finally got to something and now she's free which i am so happy to say because um she deserves so much better and i don't think it should have to get to this where people literally have to make documentaries and do hashtags 
and fight and campaign for years just for a woman to have control back in her life when she clearly isn't unstable and she can she can do so many things but she just couldn't control her money crazy to me um yeah and also i feel like i should mention this because i don't think i talked about this but uh i watched dune and i have to admit before starting to watch it i did smoke a little bit so i went into the movie a little high and dune was not one of those movies you should be high watching because that movie to me was like a fever dream now i know I believe there is an old Dune movie, and also it's based on a book. But holy crap, that was insane. Like the first part of the movie, like, you know, act one, I would say, where they're kind of giving the backstory about um, the spice and, you know, the three powers, and then showing the noble like the basically the starks and the main characters and then um you know the bomb comes from a this is to me i know like this uh, this dune technically predates um game of thrones but i was feeling very games of throne you know the one house that wants to control all those flying motherfuckers and their evilness and their betrayal and backstabbing and then you know the one true honorable people who wants to raise the people right the um the fact like timothy chalet's family the water the water people they want to do it right and then the mom's side which are these witches that can see into the future and control people um and then like the other family and then the sad people um for the spice with Zendaya that was the most disappointing part of the movie to me honestly that we didn't get to see Zendaya for only like 10 minutes like there was just flashbacks and she was just in freaking b-roll but she hey sis get your bag get your bag um but yeah and then like you know the second act with like the whole betrayal and you know yo i don't know it doesn't matter what movie he is in but my boy jason momoa is just that nigga out here flanking man's finding his family finding the boy saving them and then you know he gets stabbed he's on the ground but he still gets back up pulls the knife out of him and fights them more man love me some jason momoa in the third act where they're basically trying to uh you know survive and then you know at the end where he's all the they all the prophecies and the gifts and the things are lining up you know where they're basically saying he's the one but he's not the one all this stuff makes me definitely want to watch dune 2 it's gonna i kind of feel like i'm gonna have to re-watch it again before i watch part two because even like even if i was 100 percent sober i have a feeling me watching that movie i would have been just as fucking like what in tarnation like uh, from a storytelling standpoint, everything made sense. It was world building and everything, but also at the same time, it was just kind of like, what in tarnation is going on? But uh, that's all I have to say today. Uh, I hope you guys have a good day, and I'm out. Peace.